So last year, you were planning and curating a project that was on this site. What happened? So, yeah, as part of um, my role as creative um, producer at Next Wave, not only was I looking at the curatorial aspect of the festival proper, I was also creating a keynote project to kind of bring everything together with the festival and give you some t connective tissue. Um, and the way that I produce it tends to be less about curatorial top-down and hierarchical, I've creating this framework and new artists are gonna serve this because I've got the vision and it's more about, I'm gonna create a space for you and the audience that's within this framework. I'm gonna give you the tools and resources that you need and then we're gonna to work together to do it the way that you want to do it because I've got you here as an artist because I really respect your work and I really, really love what you do and I want to show people how great you are. So Ritual came about as a way of reflecting the themes that had come out of the artists' work for the festival. In 2018, I decided not to give artists a provocation of the festival. They were to show us the best project that they had and we'll all figure out what the festival collectively is about as we work together over the 18 months. And what happened was that the festival became very, very spiritual. It became very, very reflexive of the legacies that our ancestors have left us with to either deal with or um, heal from. And it was also very much about intergenerational conversations. Um, and some of those themes were really, really heavy and was about cleansing. So ritual came about um, as a project that happened every sunset of Next Wave. You wouldn't know until sunrise that morning who the artist was doing the ritual that night and you wouldn't know the location until we released it on social media that morning. And ritual number eight we had planned, it was a Friday afternoon. We wanted to do something that was within the CBD because we knew that, you know, Friday after drinks, there's a lot of people heading to different locations coming past here. There'd be quite a lot of people heading towards Flinders Street Station because it was about 5.30 at night at that time of year. What better idea than to get um, Beck and Sarah from Deep Soulful Sweats who are alumni to do 30 minutes of ritual that was to do with dance and participative dance. Um, so we thought the lawn that Inge's work sits on would be a perfect place for that. So we worked with the Arts Centre to make this happen. They were incredibly excited about it. They were going to encourage people starting from sunset to follow different movements that they'd instructed them to do and also mark the ground with chalk so that once and anybody could join in. If they were walking past, then we'd have volunteers to give them chalk a quick instruction and let them jump in to participate. And by the end of it, the idea was is that hopefully we'd also have an abstract chalk depiction of what everybody had been doing that would wash away over a couple of days. And it'd be a lovely thing for everybody to do and disperse at about six o'clock. What ended up happening was that a giant storm cell started approaching Melbourne a couple of days beforehand. And we realized that this place was going to be drenched. It was going to be eight degrees. And actually the grass is really, really slippery and dangerous as well when it's wet. And of course you can't mark it and no one wants to be out in that. So this idea of this large participative ritual that people could randomly join in started disappearing from the drawing board and the alternative we came up with actually was to move it to Fed Square in the atrium and so Fed Square were incredibly um, excited about that as well. They went, hey, you've got beer deluxe there on a Friday night, let's see what we can do. And so 
what ended up happening was that the ritual changed into something really, really intimate and it became a gathering point for the dance community. Um, it was really, really lovely. We didn't have a huge amount of general public seek it out because it was just a bit of a wet night and nobody really wanted to be out, but old friends of mine, Beck and Sarah's from VCA days, from other dance projects that we'd worked on around the country came out of nowhere. We hadn't seen some of them for years to come and support this ritual um, and they didn't realise everybody else was doing the same thing too. So it became this wonderful 30-minute um, reunion where quite a few bodies that were trained in dance did this um, participatory project and a couple of incredibly confused tourists and a couple of drunks also joined in too, but that was fine, it was great, they could do that. We just couldn't mark the ground, but um, yeah, what turned out to be something quite frightening in terms of is anybody going to show up or care, transformed into a really, really private ritual of reunion and communal action and reconnection. So that shift of site, yeah. how was that for the artists who'd been commissioned to work on that particular ritual? A bit nerve-wracking, but considering yeah. how... Um, you, yeah, you had yuck. to make that call really quickly, yeah, obviously, if you... I mean, and certainly in terms of the public art field guide we've had to postpone one walk so yep. weather particularly out in the public realm becomes such a big, big yeah. issue yeah um and that level of compromise having to be made in terms of marking the ground yeah definitely um luckily we they felt that the movement was the most important thing and the communal movement and the following yep. and kind of the patterns that would be made out of the bodies was the most important part of that um, particular ritual. The real concern was, is anybody going to show up? Yep. Like we were there two minutes before sunset, we were sitting there with nobody else that we knew around. Um, and we were really thinking that we were just going to have to cancel it and go have a beer and no one will notice anyway. And then out of like all directions, like a ritual that you've set up in a bayou somewhere in secret, all these familiar faces just started appearing from each direction and met right at that point of sunset. And did that happen for all of the rituals where, where you weren't sure how things were going to unfold and then people came together? It was kind of the fun part about yeah. the entire project. Like every single sunset, we had no idea who was going to show up or who was going to care or invest. There were quite a few artists that we had in Ritual who were for interstate, who didn't necessarily have a following here. Um, but because we're next wave and because we'd been um, communicating what we'd been doing, there was enough curiosity generated. So we had some great rituals um, not far from here as well either. So. Um, Testing grounds. Testing grounds. Harriet Gillies uh, conducted a ritual to get rid of your shame, and um, as in character as the Whore of Babylon. Um, we also had Wiradjuri dancer Joel Bray. He led us all in a Pentecostal cursing of property developers, complete with smashing sacrifice of avocados. That was quite cathartic. But yeah, it was. Um, and every night we had between 20 and 50 people. But this is a really interesting curatorial kind of risk that you that you took about that not knowing about yeah. audience and about who might participate as a device and I suppose this is the harnessing of social media to yeah. I suppose pull on that on that platform but then not knowing yeah it was an enormous risk and um, full credits to Georgie Ma like all through my um, time for the 2018 cycle she completely and utterly trusted me and was a really fantastic mentor and um, was a really really great source of support so that I could do something as risky as ritual yeah. um, we kind of both had a moment when it popped into my head and I said it because um, we'd actually dumped another project that wasn't working and ritual sort of walked into my head at the right point 
um, and we just both knew, oh, that's it, that's but, perfect. And it's interesting though because it became kind of the icon of the festival and if anyone saw at that for 2018, the times of the sunsets were on the tote bags for yeah. Next Wave, so it became quite of an iconic yeah. um, project in terms of that marking of time during that festival period. And a fascinating one because it wasn't about what we usually do, which is like every other show in the festival was always at 6pm for every day. The rituals, because the sun moves and we were looking at planetary movement, it wasn't your iPhone telling you it was time for ritual. You needed to pay attention to the sun after you checked your social media. So, yeah, that was a really, really interesting dynamic unto itself. There are so many things we can take from here. I could talk about your recent tattoos, about being the High Priestess and the Empress. Yes. And the occult, and we could think about this series of works that we're going to be talking about as kind of like this mode of transformation yeah. that you took and journey into doing the kinds of work that you do now. But is there any kind of key things around influences that you want to talk to about that in terms of rituals and in terms of your own work? Yeah, I ever since I was a kid, like I had, I call her my fairy godmother because our family's not particularly religious, but she was godmother, inverted commas. She, um, she gave me a book on astrology that I was fascinated with when I was about six. And it was a really like huge, thick tome. It was Linda Goodman's Love Signs. It's not a simple, easy book, but it lays down all of the understanding about four elements, about how um, planets work, about how the relationships between the signs work. And that... Um, that keys directly into tarot because it runs off of the same base system of belief and ideas around balance, around influences, around stars, around observing of seasons, observing of the moon, the sun and the planets. So that's something that I've always kind of grown and carried with me and has always been part of my life alongside also all of the First Nations Aboriginal um, influences that I've encountered because I've realised actually a lot of them can be quite um, cross compatible. We're all humans and we actually do have a really great collective unconscious that goes back a very, very long way. We have a lot of the same symbols and we have both a lot of the same understandings of how energy needs to be grounded or things need to be completed as well. So I think it's always been an influence in my work in finding balance and also as a way to work with other people, but also about sort of keeping myself centered as well. And I think it was just such a great opportunity to do those 16 rituals across the city that I know so well with so many artists that I knew and trusted. So I essentially turned a festival into a giant magical working in a very subtle way.